Hello everyone, I am Sonia Camille and I am here today so excited, literally thrilled that you guys are all here with me today here on the pod. This is Sonia with the Call Me Camille podcast. What's up? Welcome, my friends, to the Call Me Camille podcast. I am your host, Sonia Camille. And you know what? You already know I am literally thrilled that you are here with me right here, right now, on this day here on the pod. Welcome. I went out into the community as I do each and every week to ask a few of my neighbors a few questions centered around the topic of Mother's Day. Boy, did I have fun. Oh my goodness. I met a few new friends and while we were there, we played a game or two. And this, my friends, is what they said. Hello, this is Sonia with the Call Me Camille podcast. I am here in the neighborhood, actually at a mall, <laughs> shopping, asking a few friends, a few new friends, this question about Mother's Day. So we're just going to play a little game here. I'm going to throw a few things out to you, and you will either respond with smiley face, which is yes, or either a frowny face, which is no, or mm, in between, which is kind of like a little straight line face. A little game that I've actually played with our guest, Lisa Winkowski-Smith, this week as well. So we have a new friend here. First of all, I'm going to say happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. So Mother's Day, breakfast in bed. What do you think? Smile. Definitely a smile. Yes. Flowers. Mother's Day, a huge bouquet of flowers. Definitely a smile. Yes. Uh-huh. Definitely a smile. Okay. What about chocolates? Mother's Day, chocolates as a gift. Smile. Yes. I like chocolate. So. Oh my goodness. She's good. She's easy. A day all to yourself. I know you're a busy mommy or inviting guests over a house full of guests. Which one would you prefer? Ooh, I would say a day out with the family. A day out with the family. Definitely. Just like get me out of the house. Let me hang out. So that would be a smiley face. Yes. 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 Thank you so much for participating. I appreciate it. Happy Mother's Day again to you. Thank you. I'm here with another new friend. Happy Mother's Day to you. you. Happy Mother's Day to all the mommies. Thank you. Mother's Day breakfast in bed. Oh, that's a big smiley face. Big smiley face. Okay. What about this one? A bouquet of flowers. Are you a flower girl? Yes. That's a smiley face too. (laughs) She loves her flowers. How about this? They give you the option of either having a date to yourself or having a house full of guests. Oh, day to myself. So definitely day to yourself is a... That the day to myself is a smiley face. And then the house full of guests is? A frowny face. A frowny face. How about chocolates? They bring you in just all of this assortment of chocolates as your gift. That's a frowny face. I don't like chocolate. Okay, she's not a chocolate gal. No dark chocolate, milk chocolate, none of the above. Mm-mm, none of the above. I love that. Well, I'm going to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for participating with me. Thank you for having me. I'm famous now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hi, this is Sonia with the Call Me Camille podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. (laughs) If your kids give you breakfast in bed for Mother's Day, is that a huge smiley face, a frowny face, and I don't like eating breakfast in bed or in between? 
I say a smiley face because I would enjoy it. And I feel yeah. like it would be nice. Like it would be nice, right? What about this? A bouquet, a large bouquet of flowers. Is that something that you like? Are you a flower girl? Yeah, I'm a flower girl. So definitely a smiley face? Yeah. All right. And what about a big box of chocolates? Yeah, definitely. I like sweets. So definitely a smiley face for chocolates. Yeah. Okay. And you say anything, anything sweet, and you'll have a smile on your face. Yeah. Spa day to yourself. No distraction, no kids, or a house full of guests. Spa day. <laughs> I feel like it'll be a getaway. So the spa day is will put a smile on your face. Yeah. And the house full of guests will make you go crazy. <laughs> Especially on Mother's Day. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And that is what they said. I love this segment. I truly do. And I look forward to meeting many new friends each and every week as I walk about asking neighbors a question or two, or in this case, this week being just days before Mother's Day, I found new friends to play with. That was most definitely a lot of fun. So big shout out to all of my new friends who are listening. Thank you for listening. I had such a great time talking to each one of you. So thank you for hanging out with me and answering a few of my questions. You guys are amazing. You know, I love Mother's Day. I, I really do. It's such a great time of year. Spring! I love spring. The weather is getting warmer. Flowers are in full bloom. It's sundress season and sandal season. And stay on top of your pedicure season. <laughs> I enjoy all of the holidays, but I have to tell you, um, Easter kicks off my time. Boy, that is my time. It is my jam. So I do love Mother's Day. My husband and my kids love spoiling me. And I'm sure there's a lot of spoiled mamas out there that are listening to this as well. But my family truly makes me feel like I'm the most amazingly cherished mother in the universe. I love them so much. And I love that they love me so much to make my day extra special. But for many mothers, Mother's, Mother's Day is incredibly difficult. Perhaps uh, there's a couple out there that tried for years to conceive only to be disappointed or heartbroken over yet again another miscarriage. The child that lost his or her mother or the family who is caring for a terminally ill mother knowing that they only have just a short amount of time left with her before she goes to glory. You know, I'm sure that there's someone who can identify with, with heartbreak um, after a mother abandoned them or um, deal with the psychological issues of working through an abusive situation. Maybe a mom abused you, a little child or even an adult child that is still trying to understand and deal with either on their own or through therapy, how their mother could do the most horrific things to them, how that mom could lie to them and emotionally or physically abuse them or even worse. I know they're out there, but listen, they are the ones on this day, which is celebrated by so many who will quietly mourn and feel their loss. They'll manage or try to manage their motherless Mother's Day. You know, I've been really vocal on my blog, which is the Cordially Camille blog. 
you haven't checked it out, please do so. But I've been quite vocal on my blog about my grief journey after losing my mother. My mom battled multiple system atrophy for quite a long time, a terminally ill disease that literally took everything away from her, even her dignity. In the end, it left her paralyzed, unable to move and just literally waste away and literally just waiting for God to call her home. It was the most horrific thing to watch and witness. And I cannot even imagine what she went through and what she endured going through that herself. So this is my third motherless Mother's Day. And although I don't cry as often, I still cry. I still have my days, but my heart still drops and mourns her loss. I miss her so much. And I'm sure if there's some children out there that have lost their mothers, you know what I'm talking about. You, you feel me. You understand the ups and the downs. You understand how the, this holiday, how it is joyous. If you are a mother and you have children, you love it, but there's still something in the back of your mind that says, I don't have a mom anymore. Like, I don't have a mom. And that motherless Mother's Day is what I want to talk to you about today here on the podcast. So as I stated before, you can read a little bit more about my journey and and about my thoughts and feelings about this Mother's Day. Um, and I've entitled it My Motherless Mother's Day, which is the same title for this podcast. That post will be uploaded today on the Cordially Camille blog. So please go check it out at cordiallycamille.com. You know, I'm reminded in scripture that God is near to the brokenhearted. Psalms 127 says, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted. He heals those that are out there like me. And, and if you're listening, if you fit this category and you, whose heart has been broken. But you know, he came right back later on in Psalms, on Psalms 34, 18, and he says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. So twice in scripture, he wanted to remind us that he's close to those who are brokenhearted. I'm so happy that I serve him and that I can call on him when I am feeling crushed in spirit. And I know that he's already there and he's already working to heal my broken heart. Losing my mother literally broke my heart. In fact, it shattered it. But I know someone, my friends, I know someone who knows how to put a shattered heart back together again. And his name is Jesus. And I've given him the many broken, jagged edged pieces, messed up, crushed, shattered pieces of my heart. And being the skillful master heart surgeon that he is, he mended and he's mending my heart. And I don't mean with scotch tape. Nope. I'm talking about a supernatural, beyond comprehension, heavily saturated, heavenly super glue that can never, ever fall apart. He can heal you. If you trust him, he can heal your heart. He can put the pieces of your heart back together again if you let him. Listen, it's not Mother's Day flowers, but it is in fact a treat. My chat with my childhood and lifelong friend, Lisa Winkowski-Smith, starts right here, right now, here 
on the Call Me Camille podcast. For those friends who are watching this, you can see my face and see that I am beaming <laughs> with excitement. And I'm so glad that you're here with me. Please stay tuned for my interview with my friend Lisa coming up next here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Welcome. Here today with a very special guest, my childhood and lifelong friend, Miss Lisa Winkowski Smith. And I have to say it all for all Good of those morning. who knew you back in the COVID days, way back in the day, <laughs> I've got to identify who you are. This is Lisa Winkowski, guys. I have her here on the podcast, and I could not be more thrilled. Welcome this morning, early morning for me, a little bit right before noon for you to the podcast. Right, right. How are you doing, Lisa? Oh, good morning. I am doing fantastic. It's my day off. Yay! The sun is shining. We're finally into a good spring. I'm so excited. I'm getting my pool going. So, my pool Things going in Michigan in May. I'm impressed. Well, I like to get it going. Oh, so there it you go. Up. <laughs> I don't. My skin doesn't touch the water yet. I was born and raised in Michigan, <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, even Fourth of July, the lake is still freezing. So, uh, yeah, oh, it's yeah, your pool so heated. Oh, so no. Oh, there you go. So I need to get like a solar panel or solar cover on it to kind of help. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. Yeah. And I'm just picturing you yeah. in your like floaty raft with some type. Yes. It's my little you go. I knew it. I'm like. A couple years ago, we redid our deck. And so it's like an outdoor living space. And it's just my place. It's my and little we need happy that. place. Don't we need those special places oh. for our own mental health, right? Yes, like a day like today, there's no one here but me. Well, where are your furry friends? I was going to say. Which if you hear some dogs throughout this time frame, you know, they might go crazy. I was thinking the disrespect. They're looking, hey, mom, we're here. What are you talking about? Right? Right. Right. And that's what I keep looking at over here like every now and then because there's one sitting right over there. What is she doing this morning? What's what's going on? What's what's the issue here exactly. lisa for my audience we are actually recording this so it's a visual so we have friends that will be looking at this as well as listening to this podcast so can you please tell me um just a little bit about yourself please introduce yourself to my to my listeners please okay well you you said my name that's lisa you Winkowski smith which i tease my husband that I married him for the name because you know the trouble I went through in my yes. life with that name. And you, yes. <laughs> I love it now. Don't get me wrong. It's my history with my background. I mean, it was part of it. But Smith is so, so much, much easier. easier. You went from one extreme <laughs> to the other. <laughs> exactly. um, let's see. I graduated from Colbert with you in yes. 1990. Um. I went to Fair State University and I got my bachelor's in uh, pharmacy, which now is a doctorate, which was not at that time frame. Which isn't um, fair. That's I not fair. Work. I mean, I'm okay with it. I, I, I right? I, exactly. <laughs> I did five years and now I think they have to do oh, it. Oh, so you're very grade. okay with that one. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm very okay with that. <laughs> um, let's see. And then I um, have worked in independent pharmacy all my life couple stints here and there with my internships in the chain pharmacy and the hospital pharmacy, but I really enjoy independent pharmacy. I love the way that we can interact with patients and the personal mm-hmm. care that we have. Like you can call my pharmacy. You don't get a recording. Oh, you get me. Lovely. So 
you know, I, that is my forte. And I have worked in independent pharmacy since I was 16 years old. Um, my husband and I moved to Kalamazoo. We have two children, Morgan and Corbin. Morgan is 25. Corbin is 22. They are both now college graduates. Oh, congratulations, mom and dad. Honestly, <laughs> that's awesome. I saw the pictures. Amazing. So we'll come back to yeah. that. Yes, Morgan. Morgan is a teacher. A nice. kindergarten teacher and Corbin just graduated, so he's still finding his footing. Um, but his uh, anticipation is to go to law school Very in the nice. near future. So, yeah. And um, let's see, I have three of my own dogs. My son is currently living here and he has his dog, so we have a furry, fu- furry household. A furry household. Wow. Um, How many? So that's four? Four. four wow. Total. Yeah. It's, it's too, too many, but. You know, I also have a big heart for little animals. Oh, and wait, you have like big and small dogs, right? Well, my my son's dog okay. is a big dog. And my husband has a hunting dog that's sort of medium. I have two little dogs, a beagle and a little mix. So... I don't know what else. Do what else do you need to know? Well, I would love to tell my. I heard one. Hi, friend. Like since you're talking about me, the mailman. Oh, that. <laughs> so he's not talking about me, friend. He's like mailman, friend. He's protecting the mail. <laughs> the ferocious protective dog that he is, right? Hey, bark, bark. Yeah. What are you doing on my porch here? Right. Right. Hey, listen. Um, I wanted to play a game with you. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, let's see five. Good. I'm sorry. We had a sound check really quickly. So one of the things I, I have on my list here to talk to you about is, um, to share one of my Lisa stories to my, for my listeners. I'm, I'm oh. telling you this one is going to, since in honor of mother's day, I thought that I would tell one that was actually very sweet and dear to me, which was you being a pharmacist. I called you all the time. I literally, do you remember that? Like I was a new mom and you were a new mom. I was like, Lisa. Okay. So I gave Tylenol. When can I give Motrin again? And when do I switch off? He has a fever. Lisa, what is this medicine? Lisa. So I'm going to tell all of my listeners, look guys, you got to have certain friends in your Rolodex. Okay. You gotta, yeah, you yeah. gotta have a pharmacist. <laughs> you gotta have, I would say what Lisa, a doctor. What else do you need? Oh, a good financial person. Yes, good. definitely. That's a good one. I'm thinking about maybe mm-hmm. a therapist. You know, because oh, sure. yeah, like you know, life mm-hmm. kind of gets a little tricky, and maybe there's something. If you know a social worker, that's great too. Worker, okay. Because if you ever, I mean, if you ever have issues where you need to find out what the chain of command is for things. That is helpful. Unfortunately, I had to go through that last year, and it was very helpful to have a friend who knew the ins and outs of how the medical system works in certain situations. That's fantastic. So we have to add that to our list. So we have uh, we have yes. doctor, pharmacist. Uh, what about a teacher? I was going to say teachers yeah. are good too. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I mean, all your all everybody's good. Everybody's got a gift, gift, right? I don't know. Maybe you know. I love my friends who are. No, I need a good plumber too. I need a chef. Can I, I have a not, chef? Do I have a chef? No, I don't have a chef. I don't have a chef. You messed up. <laughs> hey, anyone out there? And I do have friends who like to clean, but they won't come and clean my house. I don't so know that, what's going on. I might on with not that. want to clean my friend's house because I might see something and then, you yeah. know, I might want to talk mm-hmm. about you. If someone wants to clean, I'll let them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like come on friend come clean i don't know if i'd want a friend to clean my house because i don't know they might say 
What's this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Put that down! You, are you weren't supposed to clean under did you Don't clean under the bed. I said don't clean under the bed! <laughs> Put that away! My room is off limits. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that we should have those friends. And, and Lisa, you were definitely that friend to me. So patient. So sweet, so kind. We were both new moms. Um, Morgan's a little older than Jason. How old is Morgan now? She will be okay. So she's twenty six. Jason uh, just turned twenty four. So, so you had a two year old. You were a little bit more experienced, Mama, and uh, but you were so patient. And so I'm telling you, you guys, I, I called her. I utilized this friendship. And I did have a pediatrician as a friend also. And I was like, what about that vaccine? Or what about this? Or what about the side effects for this? And, and uh, she, she was loving, lovely. I, I love my friend, but she was a little bit more blunt. She's like, what's the problem, son? <laughs> what? I'm like, his arm. She's like, there's nothing wrong with that baby's arm. Stop calling me. <laughs> I didn't know. He was scratching it a lot. Maybe it was a rash that I didn't see. I don't know. It's those new mama things, you know, but you got to trust your gut, right? As moms, right? That's the, isn't that the one thing we have to learn is to trust our gut because we know our kids more than the pediatrician does, more than the pharmacist does, more than even sometimes, I mean, you know, I love my mother-in-law and my moms and their opinions at the times, but there were also times when I was like, look, I appreciate your input and I will take it where I need it, but I also have to go with my gut. I think you're absolutely right. And I believe that when our babies were little we were learning especially our firstborns we were learning how to trust the instinct so sometimes maybe for me i swung the pendulum a little bit too far this way trying to figure it out but i'm going to tell you what by the time that youngest hits those teen years we've got it got it look i'm telling you here's the thing that that first kid we mess up on them all the time you're so right so right right. so right and they were and they remind you of it don't they they're like you didn't do that with me. <laughs> well, look, I learned exactly. I learned. I learned. Mom learns. I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry. Why right. did she get that? Listen, I didn't know Jason. So I've had to apologize. And I think that's part of parenting. I think part of parenting is, right. is, and we're joking about it, but on a very serious you know, aspect of parenting, learning to humble yourself, to apologize. I was just going to think to just say how was wrong. Yeah, I just had to do that last night. Corbin. We got into a big fight mm-hmm. last night. And although ultimately I thought I was right. Of course, of course I did. The methods that I used might've been extreme and he was really mad okay. about that. So I did apologize right. to him for the extreme yeah. measures and then I caveated with, but I got your attention, which was the point. In the there you place. go, which was your mom moment. But the fact is, you apologized. And I think all, all too often, I have spoke with so many families and so many parents that just get so hung up on that. I'm mom or I'm dad, and I don't have to apologize. You just keep rolling or just assume that your kids will just forget about it and, and move on. And I'm going to tell you that that is so detrimental to your relationship with your child. If you have an older child out there or even a younger child, start early, start early learning to say, Hey mom, sorry. I, I kind of had a little funky attitude and I snapped at you and, and I'm sorry, that wasn't fair. Yeah. I apologize for that. What it will do is learn. Um, it will just instill a greater sense of trust. Um, and, and you'll see that your relationship will, 
benefit from it definitely so it's a whole different monster uh when you have adult children right underage children i mean i'm you know, I think normally you wouldn't have to deal with so much if they're living with you or not living mm-hmm. with you. But because he is living with me, we're having to navigate a new territory where he needs his freedom and I have to allow him to be the adult that mm. he is. But I also want to claim my space, right. you know, because I want to be like, this is my house. But he's like, but wait, mom, this is my yeah. house. That is difficult, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's like or, or <laughs> didn't I ask you to do that? You know, I kind of want to slip back into that mode, but yet I want to be respectful. Respectful, oh, yeah. like, being like that mom who tells you yes. what to do. Just do it. I asked you to take care of that mom. Seriously. So you get that shift. I don't know with your son, I'll get like this body language shift that's saying like you're kind of yes, mom. And I'm yeah. like, oh. He dismisses me. And that was the conversation we used mm-hmm. last night. Because I was like, you dismiss me when I ask you to do stuff. I don't appreciate that. And I think they're doing that to flex their independence and oh, flex yeah. their, totally. you know, like I'm grown. Why are you telling me what to do? I lived by myself for three years and I did the dishes when I wanted to. Why am I have to get them done right now? That's it. That's it. That's it. He forgot about his strong Italian mama. <laughs> did you hear the name, everyone? Lisa Winkowski Smith. <laughs> That's Polish. Is, is it Polish? <laughs> Oh yes. my goodness! I thought that that was Italian. I Italian? No, no, no that's a whole. It's a whole. It's thing. a whole thing. That's another <laughs> podcast. That's a whole other podcast. We can do some other day. Oh my goodness! So I told you earlier that we were going to play a game, and um, yes, and so I put. <laughs> I'm going to explain the game. And then together, you and I will have to try to figure out what we're actually going to name this game because, you know, I don't know what the name of this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just uh, give you a word or a phrase and um, it will be all centered around Mother's Day since we are celebrating you, my dear friend and myself and all of the mothers that are out there or all of the even all of the aunties or the stepmoms. I I was or the mothers who are not mothers, but were played that mother Yes, role. we're celebrating them today as well, correct? So on yes, this game, I am going to name something and um, you have to answer it personally. If you think it is something that is great or that you like, you're going to hold this up. Let me see yours. Okay, which one? Smiley I, face. You have me. You want smiley face? There you go. Look, guys. And I copied her, by the way. She sent me a picture of hers and I was like, <laughs> Now I got to step my game up. I even did my eyes like her. Uh, uh, uh. So look at that. Lisa Winkowski Smith. Okay. If I say something that, you know, I, I named something and you're just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. We're going to put this face up. Nope. Nope. This one. Hold up. There you go. Right there. And if I see something that we're just like, oh, absolutely not. Not interested in it. Don't like it. We're putting this one up. Sappy. There we go. Are you ready? Wait, okay. first we got to name our game. What are we naming this? I don't know because I don't know what questions you're asking. Mother's yet. Day questions. It's going to be just random Mother's Day questions. Oh. What can we name this Come thing? on. Do, 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 do. Here's a beat. Questions are there. They like okay. things that we want to do. How about we play the game and then we'll name it afterwards. And so it'll be a Mother's Day staple here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. That means you're going to be here next year. I'll look Yay! forward to it. You too. Okay. Here we go. 
breakfast in bed. Mm. <gasps> Same. Why? I don't like to eat in bed, first yeah. of all. You don't? Not Secondly, at all? I mean, I used to like to snack I say in snack. bed, but I don't really do that okay. anymore. Um, I'll snack in the living room, but I don't really do it in, in the bedroom at all either. So, But, I mean, I liked breakfast in bed when the kids were little. Same. Because it was cute. Because they loved that, it so much. That was cute. And it was also, you know, whoever was doing it with them. Their yes. Dad yeah. You know, teaching them how to treat you to be a little special, especially on your special Absolutely. Day. I agree. It didn't matter what it was. But, yes, I did appreciate the kindness yes. of it and the thoughtfulness yeah. of it when they were little and learning. Mm -hmm. um, I love food, and I love to try new places, so I like to go. I like to go places and try new things and things like that. So, mm. um and breakfast is really one of my favorite meals, so I love to go out for breakfast. Well, that's interesting because the very next question or uh, was going to be dining in for Mother's Day or going out. So you've already said what is dining out. And I have to tell yeah. you, um, my my story behind that was when they were younger, my husband would like cook with them and prepare a meal and they loved it. They would present it. They would act as if it was, you know, a restaurant. And my daughter was always so extra, super funny with it, where she would make the menu and she would just like mm -hmm. can. So I saved all of that. And my son loved to pretend like he was the like the maitre d' or something where he would put it Aww. on, you know, and so they loved that. Yeah, yeah. So it was very sweet. Sweet. In my older age, please, I'm all about going out. I love mm -hmm. it. Sit there, enjoy the well, conversation. Did they clean up after themselves? Wait, when they were younger? Yeah. yeah. Like, did you have to clean the kitchen afterwards? <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> did you see that? But it was, but yeah. it was sweet. It was a sweet gesture. Oh, but I had to clean, so. <laughs> So, but it's super sweet. Here we go. Next question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. For Mother's Day, a day to yourself or what are we doing today? You say you can't. You say you can't, but I've had people say that. Like for Mother's Day, that is their request. Which one of these do you want me to hold up for which one? Day to myself. All right. So let's just do day to yourself. Mother's Day, is that what you desire? So you would rather have like a complete like, oh, my Mother's Day gift would be just to do whatever I want to do, to relax. I would say each year is a little different. Mm. Because when the kids were little, sometimes then yes, that's exactly For sure. what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But there were days that I would appreciate, let's just go to the park and play. Yeah, And you know what my gift from you guys is today? You're not arguing at all. Yes. You know, because yeah. I don't want to break up a fight. Right. But then when they grew up and they moved out, mm -hmm. then it was, I want my Mother's Day to be with them. Like, I just come home. Yeah. I don't care what we do. If we need to sit on the deck or whatever, that's fine. I just wanted it to be with them. Because, you know, you when they're gone, mm -hmm. you know what their kids. Oh, yeah. They love you, but they're not planning on hanging out at home if they don't have exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. So I would say definitely when they were little, I liked my own, like, let this day be my day. Yeah. Or let us do a special thing, you know, like go somewhere together as a family. Sure. 
But when they were older, then it was just like, let's just hang out. Let's do something. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to dinner. Let's just sit out and chill. Whatever. I agree. That's actually really special. I find that the older, we both obviously have children around the same age. I find that now that they're older, I cherish those moments where we're just sitting and talking. I'm able to catch up with them and I'm able to, you know, figure out what's going on with them. Shopping, you know, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Exactly. It's just fun. It is really, really fun. And I find that it was also really different from Father's Day. Oh. Like my husband always wanted just don't make a big deal about it. Just let me be by myself. Yeah. Yep. And for me, it was like, okay, I want to be made a big deal of, but I also want to spend time with my yes. kids because they're the reason I'm a mother in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Exactly. So That's- it was just kind of, you know. Well, I love that. I think we're on the same. Um, yep. Everything's uh, What about this? Now, I already know the answer for you, but for our listeners or those watching us on YouTube, here we go. Church on Mother's Day or staying home? Definitely church. I'm with you, hon. Got to go to church, get my carnation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your church, yeah. your church is a little bit, you know, upscale. You might get like a rose. <laughs> oh no, girl. You're lucky to get a leaf. <laughs> Everything costs money these days. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I, no, I'm on. <laughs> well, I love to go to church. Obviously, they honor you. Yeah. And it's a time to honor Jesus' mom Absolutely. too. Absolutely. You know? So I love all. Yeah, of that. Yeah, I love I it love. as well. Let's go one more. Are you? Were you? All about the coordinating outfits when the kids were little. Did you ever do that? Did you get into that whole thing? If you were pink, they were pink. If you were yellow, they had yellow on. No. You weren't in that? No. Okay. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't care one way or another. But um, Morgan was fun because I could always dress her up. She didn't care when she was. She just loved to be frilly. Okay. She was my like your frilly. Is, yeah. Uh, my husband is not a dress up anything. Wait a minute. You couldn't get Dan in a pink Shirt with a bow tie? Never. Are you kidding me? You can hardly get him in a button-up shirt. Polos are the best we're going to do. <laughs> That's it. Don't ask. It's a polo. Yeah. And he's much more... He's much more stylistic. He likes to be trendy. I was going to say, yeah, he's he's pretty stylish, man. So he looks yeah, really he good. Yeah. Hey, listen. Okay, so what's the name of our game? Um... Hearts. Yeah, there you go. Mother's Day hearts. <gasps> Mother's hearts. Mother's hearts. Okay, hold yours up so we can get a picture. And smile. Got it. Mother's hearts. I'm writing that down. We will play this annually. Thank you. Or I'll say Lisa's mother's heart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. We had a little bit of fun, but let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. So the topic of the, this episode of the call me Camille podcast, I entitled it a motherless mother's day. Yeah. I got my, I got my Kleenex right here. Oh my word. Um, And you know, I I go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. I put a picture so she could be with us. That's beautiful. Pull my picture up. (laughs) (laughs) Always doing something. Always outdoing me. No, I keep it right here in this room, actually. So I was like, ooh, let me put it right here. This is an old, like, she was like, I don't know, 18, 20. Beautiful. Something like this. Beautiful. And so she loved this picture. And I know, I mean, not to dive too much into craziness, but I know my mom didn't body image wise and emotionally wise, you know, she struggled with who she was, I think a lot as a person. So I love that picture because 
she loved that picture. Yeah. And she loved everything about it for herself. And so I like that picture when I think of her trying to have confidence. She was absolutely beautiful. Um, a beautiful, beautiful soul. And that picture is gorgeous. I remember that picture in your house, actually. I remember seeing yeah. it. Um, I really do. It's absolutely stunning, like her daughter. Um, you mentioned that, like, as a child. Did you remember how, her having struggles with, you know, because we all do. We all have body image and, and, and issues. And sometimes when we think of our mothers, we don't think about them having the same type of issues that we struggle with as women. Well, and so let me lay down a little bit of background real quick. Okay. Um, my mom's been gone now for 15 years. Oh, Lisa. Isn't that crazy? She 15. was so young. I mean, she was just 52, 52, 56. So when she died, 20. 2007, 56. She's 56. So just a little bit older than what we are. Than I am now. Yeah. That's crazy. And, um, I, I was just thinking this because I was thinking about us doing this and I like to take little walks and stuff. And when I do my walks, I kind of ruminate over things. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, when you think about what, what do you miss or what would you miss, have missed in the future? And 15 years is a long time when I think about that. I mean, my mm. kids were little, one was 10. And now I think about everything that my kids had gone through without her. But I think I was thinking specifically yesterday about society and how I would have loved for her to live in the society now where things are changing about who you are as a person mm. and how does not make who you are on the inside because so much of her life she did wrap up who she was and how important she was right. based on her external views of, of what people saw of her externally mm. and my mom you know she she would do anything for anybody and such a big heart she had such a big heart and she loved to feed people you know that was her her happy thing and it made her heart happy mm-hmm. And so food and, and cooking for her and, and making cakes, you remember all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. She loved to do so all good. of that. But I would lo- have loved for, and you know, I made a, a good transformation as well. And so I would have loved for us to experience that together. Together, for sure. I do wish that we could have done that together. There were a lot of things, obviously, that mothers and daughters butt heads on, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved for us to be good adult friends after my children were grown and I had more time to have an adult relationship with her. Does that make sense? Uh, Absolutely. So you have, when you're a young mom, you're going through so much stuff. You're taking care of your kids, you're working, you're taking care of your house and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, my mom was always part of that, Mm -hmm. but I would, I do sometimes uh, grieve the fact that she wasn't able to be with me as my kids were older. And then I had my more free time and then we could have possibly had a different kind of relationship. And she could have then seen that her value was not tied up in her outward appearance, but more in how loving she was and what a great person she was. So, yeah. And do you find that with that being said, that your heart almost aches? For that, oh, like, yeah. I, you know, it's a different type of grieving process, like where, man, she would have really benefited from now. Because I, I do feel that um, we, 
have relaxed quite a bit from even when we were in high school about what body image or what is beauty and and more inclusive of all body types. Um, We see in the mannequins, we see it in the magazines, um, most department stores or online stores, you see they have uh, models that have various body types and um, where it wasn't like that when we were younger, everything was Barbie skinny and Right. You, you just, well, and even how people dress, you know, mm. now it's not about like what, it, I mean, it can be what the style is, but it's yeah. also about what do you feel good in? Yes. Right? Very what true. And, and even as simple and crazy as like hair color, like if you want to go with a crazy hair color, that's fine. And you know, my mom, she was red, red, red. Yes. And I was like, girl, why are you, you know, with the red hair? Yeah. Can, can we dial it back just a little bit? Right. Now, <laughs> now it's just all, it's all out there and you just are you right? Yes. You. And I, I wish that she could have had that kind of comfort instead of always worrying. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see that? Did you notice that that gave her a sense of sadness? Just, you know, did she talk to you about that? That's why I have this picture of her as a young person, because Mm. I don't have pictures. I don't really have pictures. My mother always was hiding behind a camera or she absolutely would not get pictures taken with her in them ever. And that was one of the things, even when I struggled with my weight, with my Mm -hmm. children, they were young. I swore, I don't care what I look like in this picture. My children are going to have pictures of me. Nice. Oh, very good. Yeah. The memory, the memory of you being in a picture. Because I don't care what my mom looked like. Exactly. I was literally getting ready to say that. I want to see her face. Yes. I don't have very, very few pictures of, of us with her when we were growing up. For that reason. For that reason. She did not like taking pictures. No. Wow. Well, do you feel that Mother's Day, um, you've, you've dealt with this for 15 years. So this is your 15th Mother's Day without your mom. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that it takes on an entirely, even though we have children of our own, that it it just shifts Mother's Day just a little bit in your heart because of the fact that you don't have your mother here? Um, obviously, you hear Mother's Day. Does it get easier over time, or do you feel that that's something that's still very heavy? like like great? Well, for you, like right now, I would say it's going to be hard. It's just mm-hmm. going to be hard. That's just what it is. But grief is very crazy right it's a volatile up and down type of thing you'll yeah. have days and you have years where it's a perfectly good year and then you'll have another year where you're devastated by the fact that this person who's been gone for 10 12 15 years all of a sudden wow. you're grieving like it was yesterday right wow. it just depends like you know like your kids graduate mm-hmm. you know and you're like oh. you know my mom i wish they were there Yes, right. yes, yeah. absolutely. And, but you also kind of get used to that because you've said it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I also t- guess I probably compartmentalize the emotions a little bit. Like I'll give mm-hmm. myself time. Okay. Like right now, because we're doing this, I've, I've opened it up. Right. And okay. I'll probably be kind of emotional about it. Okay. okay. Um, but then when I'm done, I'm done. Okay. Because in my rational mind, I, obviously, there's nothing I'm, I'm going to be able to do about it. I just sure. sit, I talk to her or I wish her Happy Mother's Day or I think about some special thing or I might go put flowers on her grave because yellow roses were her favorite. So oh, wow. or whenever I see a yellow rose that I know or I hear a particular song, then I think of her. Right. And sometimes a song will come on. It's a happy song. But I'm like, thanks, mom. And then I'm balling in the car and it lasts for five mm-hmm. minutes and then I'm yeah. done. You know, okay. it's just yeah. the release. And then I put it, then I compartmentalize it again and it's done until I have to 
um, open it up again and deal with it again for a little while, which is fine. I think it's just an easier way to move through everything instead of letting it come crashing down on me all at the same time. I I agree. I know that grief is just so different for each and every person, even like siblings. You know, I, my, my grief journey is so different from what my sister's was and um, how I handle things is just very different. Um, I, develop weird conditions, Lisa, where it hurt to cry. And so I would hold it in because I didn't want to cry. And by that, I, I probably should talk to somebody about this, but like, <laughs> you know, people, so somebody, <laughs> I know people, I'm like, what kind of doctor do I need for this one? But it's like my esophagus, like it just hurts. And so I'm like, I'm not going to cry. I feel it coming. I'm not going to cry. And my husband he goes like, babe, it's okay. Let it go. And it, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm like, give me a minute. Mm, give me a minute. I'm, I'm okay. Where I'm just like, literally everything in my body is trying to really think it's like a control thing. Oh, like you, you, don't you. Want, you don't want psychoanalyzing me. Let me sit back. Like here we are. Right? <laughs> I'm a type A personality and I like to be yeah. in control of everything, including my body. Hmm. Right. So when I can't control the things like I remember pregnancy specifically, like when I couldn't control that stuff, although it was beautiful, I was mad. There were times I was emotional because the stuff was happening to my body that I could not control. And so grief, you know, you're having a physical reaction and you can't control it. And it's it's putting you out of control in a sense. On purpose. Yeah, you know, for sure. So you want to hold back that. I don't know what I, I'm, I don't I'm not. I don't know. That's actually a very good point. Hmm. I'll explore that one because I don't, I will. I only charge 20 bucks an hour. So you can talk to me whenever you want. Girl. Okay, I'll call you. Like I need to talk to my friend. Listen, what is it, Lisa? No. What's my problem? What is my esophagus? hurt when I cry like I don't know I thought it was because I have a thyroid condition or something I'm like what is the problem I mean no because grief takes your breath away doesn't it that okay we have to pause a second forget the camera rolling like right now we're talking real (laughs) that statement right there it takes wow do you know no one has ever said that and you know obviously I'm I'm a therapist I've never heard anyone say that just associating it with grief um grief taking that's very bizarre right but it does it literally does i i reflect back and i don't want to dive into that too much but i reflect back to you know the morning when i found her and i was completely calm i got went and got my sister we woke up dad and said mom i'm having a difficult time waking mom up and everything centered around that moment but i was still calm But it wasn't until they came Mm -hmm. to take my mother Mm -hmm. and I just doubled over hyperventilate. Like I, like I could not catch my breath. Mm -hmm. Um, Hold on. I've got a message. All right, here we go. Make sure. Are we good? Yeah. I could not catch my breath. I could not. I couldn't breathe. Right. And I finally, and and the only way I could is just literally to just bend over and just try to get on top of my breath because I felt like I I didn't feel like I could pass. I didn't have any thoughts centered around other than the fact. So my dad, I remember them saying, wait, 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 you know what I mean? Like, and, and is she going to be okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. And then 
And then I remember having that same feeling per my mother's wishes. She wanted my, she didn't want my dad to clear anything. And she wanted to, because they lived in Florida, Shonda was in Florida. We were all there and she wanted her to us to clean out her things immediately. That's traumatic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you, there's like two ways of death, right? A sudden and prolonged. And I, everybody always says, they think they know what's bad. It doesn't matter. They're both, they're both terrible. They're both terrible. Yours was sudden. Mine was sudden. Um, Mm. So, and I wasn't in town. So Morgan was actually staying the night with her. And Morgan woke up the next morning and went into the bedroom and she was on the floor. So, sorry. So I was out of town two hours away and bless Morgan's heart. You know, she called me right away. She's like, mama, I can't, I can't get Bandy up. I said, honey, I want you to hang up and I want you to. Wait a minute. How old was she? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. A baby. Yeah. And ironically enough, my phone, now this was 2007. Okay. So many years ago, my phone had stopped working on the way to my friend's house where I was going. Like I could still talk on it, but the screen didn't work. So I couldn't press buttons. And this was a flip phone, right? This was the old days, right? So I couldn't look to dial or look numbers up or anything like that. And I couldn't see who was calling me and those types of things. So she called me. She called 911. I was trying to get a hold of my husband who was here. It's, he was hunting. It was December. Um, she died a few days after Christmas. Oh, so wow. um, then you get that phone call from a police officer who has your child. And I tried to get someone to please someone. I need an adult. I need a responsible person. Go be with my baby. Right. Yes. Because I can't get there right now. Right. Right. Um, and then, and then the police officer just, I mean, and, and to me too, like I collapsed to the ground and my mom had always, has always had health issues. So it wasn't shocking to me that something would happen like this. It was just shocking. Cause you don't expect, obviously you never expect it. Um, but that feeling right then, you know, when, when you, when you see it or when you get the news or whatever, it's. It's devastating. devastating and it does, it takes your breath away and you can own, I, that's why I think people scream is because that's the only way to get the breath back in or to get the breath out or do whatever you, and, and I did, I collapsed to the ground on the floor and I just screamed on the floor. So, and I wasn't, and that, oh, were you at, you said you were at work. I know I was at a friend's house on the other oh, side of friends. the state visiting my, my godchildren. So then, you know, then it was a matter of hurrying up and packing up and then having, they drove me home. And then, and the same with my mom in the different senses that she lived in an apartment. And like I said, she died in December. It was the end of December, the 29th of December. And so we had to, the weather, we had to clean her stuff out or we had to pay rent for a whole nother month. So, oh, so you we, had to go had through a similar literally situation. Literally clean everything out in that few. I mean, they obviously put us into the next week or whatever, but we literally had to clean everything out and get everything done and taken care of within a week's time. Wow. So you know what I'm talking about. It was. Um, ooh, <sighs> yeah. I feel. Um, got my tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, got more. But the cleaning out. I kept having those episodes of 
Like I just couldn't, and I would be fine. And we're pulling things out of the closet and we're just like, literally my sister's crying and I'm crying. I was like, do you, do you want this? And she's like, no, do you want this? I mean, we're just like, okay, let's make a pile and just trying to figure it out. And then we hear my dad walk in and then he, now my father, um, big, strong police officer. That's daddy, you know, handled all of these situations with my mom. And, you know, just like I'm taking care of her. We heard the emotion in his voice, but to hear him that the groan of someone who is mourning is unlike any cry that you have ever heard before. My feelings are hurt. Um, I stubbed my toe. I'm in pain. A, a, the groan that comes from the deepest place in your soul that just especially for someone that you yeah. care about so deeply and you, you don't want to see yes. them it's, it's difficult and to see him and he would come and have a moment then he would leave and then it was just very very difficult to go through that but I found what I one thing I found Lisa is that I started going through something that was although I know all of the tools Forget that, man. I was going through it myself and I wasn't even interested in hearing tools at that moment. But I started, I was mourning the loss, but then I felt I was going through a period of where I felt sorry for my mom. Like I would pick up something and I'm thinking about this disease for her prolonged, yours is sudden. So I'm sure you're going to have a similar situation, but different um, where I saw where this disease was just, just took everything away from her everything away from her like and even her dignity you know what I mean just she's trying to hold on to covering up and everything away from my mom and I would pull things up that you're okay I get you Well, you catch your breath. I'll say one thing too. Like that, that week, that week, I remember had to go to Meyer for something. And I thought, catch my breath. how is the world still going around? Like I wanted to stand in the middle of Meyer and stand up and scream. Do you guys not understand that my mother just died? How yeah. are you living your life? Yeah. And then it's like every minute. Yes. That first year is crazy because yeah. it's like, this is the first, the first of every first without my mom. Yes. Yes. That first year was, um, everything, every holiday, the first without her. And it was challenging, right? It was challenging to get through all of those first, but you know, what's interesting is that you constantly go through that because there's the first for that first year with the holidays and, um, Oh, this is my first Christmas without my mom. This is my first Thanksgiving without my mom. But then you have, um, the first in special events, like you mentioned, Morgan's graduation, um, Corbin's graduation. Um, there'll be weddings. There will be, you know, Oh, I turned 40. Oh, my mom would have got a, you know, kick out of that one or, Oh, geez, I turned 50, you know, that type of thing. So there's the emotions when it comes to that. Um, dealing with motherless mother's days and we didn't want to bring the heavy on here. Just let me get my, get my listeners caught up here. Isn't the heavy part of it though? I mean, that's, that's just part that of it. That is part of right? it. Yeah. How do you deal with it? How do you Well, I think it, it was easier in the beginning because let's throw back onto those people who acted as mothers for you. Mm. 
you know, I don't know if you remember or not, but I had an aunt who was very, very close For sure. with me. She did not have children of her own. I was kind of like her, her thing. Yeah. Right. So it was easier in that transition because I, I always still had another person and now it's been, I don't know, six years, something like that. Five. I don't even remember. I try not to. <laughs> anyway, we just celebrated the anniversary of her death. Oh, wow. So did you experience um, similar emotions that she stepped in? Did, did those emotions? Well, it was a very different, you know, you know, different relationships with the aunts than mothers. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was, my mom was my friend, but she was ultimately always my mother. Yes. And that's the role that I wanted her to play in my okay. life. I wanted her to be my mom. Right. Because you need that safeguard. You need that net to know there's nothing like a mother's love. Yeah. Right. And that's part of, I think, what we grieve. Mm. We grieve that for the rest of our life, there is nobody who's going to be on our side. Right. Like our mom. That's so true. Side. That's true. You know, and I think, and there, that's the other thing that I think is hard, mm -hmm. you know? It's just because, and I, and I love my mother-in-law. And let's talk about mother-in-laws, right? Mm. My mother-in-law is, she's the sweetest, most beautiful soul in the whole world. Really? Like, I tell everybody that the reason that God introduced me to my husband was so that I could meet his mom. Oh, wow. She's such a great example of a good, kind-hearted, unconditional love kind of a person. Honestly, she just truly is. And I had her and my aunt both around me, mm. you know, when my mom and always, always willing to pick up the pieces when, where they needed to wow. be. Wow. Wow. Um, and so my aunt's relationship with me was a little bit different because her and I were really more like friends. Okay. You know? Not so, I mean, she could play the mother role and, but she was really more of a role model for me. No, wait, is this the friend that was in Illinois? Yeah. That you would bake yep, cookies yep. with every year? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, when I came visit yes, you, yes. wow. Yep, so she was my role model. And she, by watching her in her life, she gave me things to strive for. Okay. Um, and in my mom, you know, she taught me how to be a good mom. And, you know, just obviously with, you learn from your mom what you do and don't want to do with your own kids. And then there's my mother-in-law who really... I learned a lot from her. I learned so much about parenthood. And also she was, she's just a booster. Like when you're a new mom and you really don't know what you're doing, she was always there giving me encouragement. And she would just also say things like, Lisa, I can't believe you're doing so. Like you're reading books to learn how to raise your kids. I never did that. I just swung it and did whatever. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, you're doing it so different and you're learning so much more. And that's a great thing. And oh, you're, you know, so she was always encouraging, encouraging you. Yes. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, my mother-in-law, bless her heart. She is the sweetest person. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, I don't have that same type of relationship with, with my mother-in-law, but, um, I was always jealous of people who did. <laughs> I'm like, well, my mother-in-law nice. mother that said, bring Sonia, come on. Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've always said like, Lord, okay. I, I will, you know, you have no idea. You bless Jason with this young lady, and I don't care what she is going to feel the most accepted, the most loved, the most, oh, she's probably going to say my mother-in-law is too kind. 
she's always coming over doing things. Cause I want to be that kind of mother-in-law that encourager yeah. that, you know, uplifter that just, I'm going to take you on as a second mother. Um, that, that would have been beautiful, but unfortunately that wasn't my story. So I'm happy that you have that, that you had someone. I do. And I mean, the, one of the best things about her too, is she knows her own son. So when he's being a, <laughs> I can, I can call her you had an ally. Guess what? Send him back to your house. And she's like, no, no, no returns. No, no, no returns. <laughs> you can threaten them. I'm, don't have me call your mother. Do not have me. <laughs> you know, she will call you and get into it. What about like when you're going through this and you're the oldest, I'm the youngest, but when you have to, you have a sibling that is grieving also that you're bringing along with you 15 years. He's considerably younger than you. Did you find no, well, he's, no. He's a year and a half younger than me. Is he? I, don't, I thought he was a little bit younger. Um, no. More than that. Okay. So did you find that you stepped in as trying to be kind of a mother model? Sonia, you know I grew up like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was the mom, right? For everybody. Yes, you were. For, for everyone. Including, including my own mother. And I'm not trying to talk bad about no. it in any particular way. Our lives are what our lives were. Absolutely. Right? And one of the reasons I tended to have a strained relationship with my mom was because I was the mom. Yeah. Most of the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And especially as I got older and it was more financially sound again, same thing, which it, it puts a whole lot of the, the feelings of course, when then when they pass away is even more difficult because then you I have was going to say that. Yeah. Then you have relief. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you have loss and then you actually kind of gain a little bit more freedom. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you feel guilty because you gained the freedom. Right. You know, it's, it's a whole. It's a cycle. That, mm -hmm. Right. And the walks that I go on, that's why I think about this. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, and you know, it's sort of the same thing with my brother, but I, I know I feel this frequently, which is one of the reasons why it's so hard sometimes, depending on what our relationship is at the time, mm -hmm. my sibling and I that person is the only other person that will ever have those memories yeah. with your family. Right. And that has always been a really poignant part of my probably dealing with the situations that mm -hmm. I deal with. Like, I don't want him out of my life in any great way sense of the, really because he and I are the only two yeah. that know what it was like to grow up in that single mom home. Exactly. With things that she used to do or the memories that we used to have on Christmas or the birthday parties, or I was even trying to, cause you got me thinking about all this stuff when you asked me to do this. Like I, you know, like what was one of, what's a good memory that you can think yeah. of that you used to have as a kid. So I remembered whenever we would stay home from school, mom always made it special. Whether I mean, it wasn't usually because we were sick, because we weren't sick, and you know, in our day, everybody went to school no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Was I don't care how you felt. I don't care. You just went to school. Yes. So, but if we had a doctor's appointment or something was going on, and we happened to be home, like she always tried to make that special. Wow. You know, and I I know that he would remember that stuff too. Right. Or even if. Christmases were really tight, but Thanksgivings, like, I don't know if you remember or not, but Thanksgivings were like my mom's holiday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We cooked for days before <laughs> It was fun visiting. The leftovers were amazing. Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, and it was a big, it was a big, big deal. And he is the only other person 
who has those memories. And, you know, it, it's important. Yeah. It's important that there's still someone there with that connection. It really is. And even through life's ups and downs, you start thinking about like this person, we carry the same DNA, you and I, like, and, and our mother, we have those special memories that, ah, oh, that, you know, it's interesting, I guess you talked about the ups and the downs and the, you know, that there's times that you can just be perfectly fine. And then there's a cloud that'll come over, but there's someone else that goes through that same thing, those same emotions, whether they share it with you often or not, you know, that they feel the same way. And there's, there's a bond there, but I do like that you talked about the memories because those memories are what sustain us. You said that that was one of your, um, favorite memories or is being homesick. Can you name another? What's, uh, what's a funny memory? Like, can you think of a, a something funny that transpired that you chuckle at even now? My mom, I would say in a roundabout way, gave me my love of music because Ooh. she always loved music. Now talent, we didn't have any. <laughs> you can't sing Lisa. Come on now. <laughs> That's my daughter, not me. But um, she loved music and, you know, she grew up in the day, heyday of mm -hmm. rock and music. You know, she was born in 1950. So when uh -huh. she was a teenager, it was the sixties. And she always used to tell me this story about she had gotten into a car accident and she got a settlement or something out of it when mm -hmm. she was a teenager, young teenager. And it was like $300. Mm -hmm. So, you know, us were like, what? But no, back then it was a lot. So what does my mom do? She goes to the record store and she buys all the records that she'd ever want. With her, money. Did, with her money and she would play those records all the time and and what i remember is thinking now now when i think about it you know when you think about all the changes that you've made from the time that you were like less than 20 mm -hmm. to say 50 how many times you've moved how many life changes you've had and all that kind of stuff the one thing that always came with her were those records oh, always wow. always those records i still have them in my basement right now you probably can't even play them they're probably so warped but i can't oh, part with them no mm -mm. because they were her prized possession yeah. And she loved music. And then one of the things that she did is as she got older, she just stayed like she didn't want to move into the modern music age. Right. She was just that old, old school rock and roll. And so um, it gave me a love of this fifties and sixties and, and that kind of thing. And old movies. That was the other thing that my mom gave me that I passed. I remember that. Yes. yes. We enjoyed yes. that watching our um, old movies together. <laughs> all the time and my daughter yeah. loves to watch old movies too and so i would say uh, she blessed me with the gift of loving old classic movies and understanding the gift that they were as well as music and how music really is entangled in my mind like i was just telling someone the other day it's so funny that like i'm i feel like i must be weird because like i could be driving down the road and i'm thinking what's the background music going on in my world right now you know oh. like what song would be playing right now if i was in a movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see lisa it's your inner hollywood that's your oh. inner it really I, is <laughs> oh, it just, music makes me happy yeah it could be jazz music it could mm -hmm. be rock music it could be Pop music. And we know your favorite artist of all times is. I was trying to figure out. Well, well, How can I get him in here? We should see all my little thingies that I got going on here. See? Oh, look at that. That is her favorite, oh, my friends. If you cannot see this, uh, behind her are pictures. 
framed beautiful pictures of her favorite. Say his name once again, please. Harry Connick Jr. That is her guy. I'm telling you what. Dan is her number one. Harry's her number two. (laughs) (laughs) One B. (laughs) Um, The memories, the music. What was her favorite song? Does she have a favorite song? Elvis Presley was her favorite. Elvis. Okay. I have very vivid memory of when he died. I was five years old. And I, my mom was sitting on the bed watching TV in this, you know, little black and white, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was sobbing her eyes out. Mm. Tell me, what, what, what's the matter? And she told me. And I just remember patting her back and telling her, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be. So you were consoling mom. <laughs> because so Elvis. When he died. And I thought, now, you know, I could probably do the same thing. <laughs> right? Seriously. Right? Can you, Morgan's like, mother, what's wrong? I know. I know. Hey. You don't I understand. I'm <laughs> the universe. Take that right back out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Check it out. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> of course, Mar- Morgan would be sitting right there with you. So I don't know who's going to help you get Dan, no, no, maybe. Nobody would help. No, Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my favorite was my mom loved holidays. She loved Christmas, was her holiday. And, um, she would come home from work and she would always get a, a, a new recipe from like, she was a branch manager and then a vice president for First of America Bank. I don't know if you remember First of America, downtown Covert in South Haven. But um, she would just always get some type of recipe. Miss Green, she shared this recipe. They had a potluck and, oh, I'm going to make it. Or Miss Castor, or I'm trying to think of uh, some of the other ladies that she worked with back in the day. So she would always want to make these cookies or salads and and things. So that was like always a really cool memory to be able to do that, which was a bit challenging. That was a, a, a bit challenging. We flew in for Christmas to the house and where my parents' home is positioned, if you're sitting at the kitchen or at the sink, I could lean over and look to the right and see her hospital bed there. And since mm-hmm. she was bedridden for ever, wow. it seems. Yeah. So I remember looking over and saying, hey, mom, are you good? And uh, she would look up and say, huh? Because she was engrossed in watching her Hallmark movies. And she would say, what? And I'm like, are you good? Oh, I'm fine. You know, just and fine. I'm like, okay. The After she was gone, do you know, I actually was cooking and I just had this urge to do that. And I just looked over and I just kept leaning in and looking over as I did. Didn't really share it too much with, as I was preparing with the family, I just kind of kept that in. But that part was, it's it was a bit, uh, I it made me smile, but also made my heart drop at the same point in time. Unless you've gone through it, I know that sounds crazy, listeners, but it's just this emotion where you're like happy with the memory, but it just makes you sad. But that was one of our happy memories with her, and I, and I love that. Um, she was also, for me, my mother enjoyed going out for coffee and for um, like for sandwiches. Do you remember T.E. Murchies? Was it Merchants? T.E. Murchies? And Kalamazoo, um, it was basically the Panera before Panera. And so, <laughs> hey, buddy, we have a friend on the podcast, guys. Lisa's furry friend, her it's furry baby dog. joined us. This is that Corbin's? Corbin's dog. <laughs> and what is Corbin's dog's friend or a name? Nico. Nico? Nico wanted to say hi to all of us here he on the did. Call Me Camille podcast. Yes, he Hello, did. Nico. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she loved going out for her salads and for coffee and things. And I wrote um, an episode that will be uploaded today on the um, Cordially Camille blog about my motherless Mother's Day. And I did reference that, that I was out to lunch with um, some girlfriends and in the distant uh, at the table adjacent to where we were, there was a mother and daughter that came in and they sat there. And while my friends were communicating, I couldn't help but to keep looking over at them. And um, I and I apologized to my friends later who were super sweet. And they were like, we understand. But I just my eyes were drawn to them because I saw them laughing and joking. I saw the mother sipping her coffee and eating her sandwich and, you know, enjoying her soup. And I heard them laugh and, and all of these things. And I couldn't help but I was smiling while watching them. But it made my heart drop yeah. at the same point in time, because I know that my mom would have enjoyed those moments. She did enjoy mm -hmm. those moments. And um, so it's just part of the the journey that we're going on talking about motherless mother's day, but finding the joy in the memories, finding the joy in the fact that, you know, we had a mom. There's so many people that, you know, for do whatever kids, reason, do your kids ever throw memories out to you that you're like, I did not know she did that. They do. Like, and I love you, that. Mom, did you know that Bammy used to let me drink Coke when she would, when I would go over to her house, <laughs> which you would have had a fit. You would have had a fit, but she let you drink. Oh, yeah, you know, and then so it's just fun things like that. Sometimes, like, okay, that's what grandmas are for. <laughs> I drank Coke and it was so good. You know? Know, Morgan was only 10, Corbin was seven, you know. So those things were like, oh my goodness, to be that mom without you know crazy sugar. And you know, my mom, yep. she loved her cigarettes, her Winston yeah. cigarettes, and her can of Coke always. <laughs> And those were her things always. Sometimes in her hand, both at the same time. Always. <laughs> oh, boy. Lisa. Funny, like, do you have like some stupid thing that you kept that you just can't get rid of that's dumb? Like it's trash. Yes. Literally trash. My yeah. mom, I have, I don't know where she found it, but she found this little tiny ceramic thing so that if you couldn't finish smoking your cigarette, you could set your cigarette in there and it'll hold it until you're ready to light it up again and finish the cigarette, right? I have, Do you have that? I have the little ceramic thing with the butt of one of her cigarettes. That you, yes. I, just, I mean, it's stupid, but it's like that is the most, if you want to talk about my mom, that's my mom right there. Yeah. I'm trying to save money because she should have been smoking in the first place. But she always had cigarettes. And so it, it's, I just have the stupid little butt of a cigarette. And I think to myself, that's her DNA. It's probably the only, yes. like, that I'm going to keep that because that's her DNA. Yes. I, I agree with you. I do absolutely wholeheartedly. Um, I think that you have things like that, even personal, yeah. like different little things where you're just like, I don't want to get rid of that. You know what I mean? Cause that's, it's not my mom, but that's, that's her DNA, like right there. So I 100% uh, agree with you. Where do you have it though? Is it like in a special box? No, it's in my fireplace it... mantle. <laughs> oh, so you have it sitting that's with the butt, with the butt, the butt in it. Yes. You know, we had that fire. I was mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, please don't let them throw that away thinking that it's trash. Oh yeah. So I like right away went into the house to get that and put it away so that it wouldn't would still be. That's beautiful. Actually. Mm -hmm. 
That's, I actually think it's really sweet. And I think that's very normal. Don't you? Oh, I Ever since I started crying, <laughs> I feel very stuffy now. <laughs> I'm not really normal at all. Nor am I. Maybe that's why I like you so much, Lisa. Because we... <laughs> We share that. Listen, we're here today talking about motherless Mother's Day. And, and, and I knew I was going to get a bit choked up. I think we both did at certain points of this podcast. But the fact is, is that we were blessed to have moms. There's so many that people that are grieving and they can celebrate. I wouldn't say celebrate, but they are going through Mother's Day with the same feelings of having a motherless mother's day, but for different reasons than you and I, maybe their mother is still alive, but their mother, they sustained, sustained abuse or went through something traumatic that has caused them to want to disassociate themselves from mom, whatever it may be. We all, it's, it's a journey um, for each and every one of us. So this book here, have you heard of it? Motherless daughters, the legacy of loss. Phenomenal book. Um, a very dear friend gave this to me and uh, actually the day of my mother's funeral. And I just, I did not touch it until just recently because I just couldn't bring myself to want to read it. But I will put this book on my bookshelf on the Cordially Camille blog because I would encourage anyone who has lost a mother to read this book. Again, it's called Motherless Daughters by Hope Eldman. And it's the legacy of I'm loss. Not gonna cry. Um, it's amazing. I actually didn't cry okay. through it. I promise you, I did not. I was I was afraid that it would bring about a certain emotion that I wasn't ready to deal with. But um, maybe it's because I gave it the requisite amount of time that you know I was able to appreciate the book and and really get through it and gain. Um, I don't know. It's just the association of knowing that others have gone through similar feelings and similar emotions. Um, although the author is discussing her mother that she lost as a child, she was very young and she at the time was not, there weren't very many. Um, it was during a time where there weren't very many uh, grieving um, or not much of anything at all for children. It was a lot of assistance for those who were older. But um, and so she talks about that in her books. So I would recommend it's going to be on the bookshelf, Cordially Camille blog. I would encourage anyone to read this book. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. Lisa, I cannot thank you enough Aww, for so just talking about some of the the memories and just the laughter and, and um, I, I just feel like there's so much more we can discuss. When you talk about not having your mom, let's talk about going through menopause, right? Or going through the changes of our older life. Now I miss that. I don't have someone like that to talk to those things about. You're you so know? right. You're so right. Yeah. Because that's where I am right now. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. I, I actually have my dad that says you're hot. You're hot again. <laughs> and I said, Yes, I am. And dad said, your mom didn't go through that. I said, no, mom had a patch. Okay. Mom had right. a patch that she put on. And because of my breast cancer history, I can't have a patch. Right. So I'm stuck. Right. I'm hot. Look, you see, I'm getting hot right here under this ring light. You can't get closer to me. <laughs> Jeez. You're so right. Like going through menopause because I was, I, I always called my mom. Lisa, for everything, I called him like, mom, I have this bump. Mom, I have the, or mom, right. my, it doesn't taste right. We'll put a little bit more pepper in it. All right. Try this seasoning in it. And that mm -hmm. was huge for me to not have that, not to be able to pick uh, up the phone to call. Yes. And same thing. Like I, I mean, obviously she died. My mom died quite young, you know, so mm -hmm. obviously I thought I had all kinds of time. 
So mm. immediately, for I would say two to three years after she passed away, that's me trying to perfect her spaghetti sauce recipe. I, first of all, let's just say I'm not a big red sauce fan to begin with, but. Okay, I, I still like people. you. I can't believe you said that. I, I want I want an Alfredo Jeez. all day and every day. But I like mixing them. Okay, go ahead. Let me say, so for three years, I constantly, like, I knew she didn't write anything down. You know, my mom was a dump and taste kind of a yes, cook. Yes, amazing she cook. Mm-hmm. She's using that stuff with her love, with her heart. That's just the way that it went. Yeah. And so I, for the longest time, like, once a month, I would be trying to make this sauce so that I could try and make it taste just like hers. Oh, wow. So I tell anybody right now, don't wait. Mm. If there is something that you love about what your mother does, get the recipe, write down the memory. You know, they have new things now, those storybook things. Have you seen them? Like you send an email to your parent and they Yes. Okay, that came out right after my mom passed away. And that actually saddened me because I would have loved to have her fill that out. Mm -hmm. Man. So do it. Don't waste time because we are not guaranteed tomorrow. You're absolutely right. And actually, that was the last thing on my list. I was going to ask you to give advice um, for that reason. Before I have you give that again, which you can say that again if you want to, or you can oh, add yes. some other, because you <laughs> jumped ahead. You were all in my notes. But you know, for me, I'm always ahead, right? <laughs> always ahead. Always ahead. But for me, it was the, I, my advice would be to record everything. Be obnoxious with having your phone out. Take as many pictures as possible and get audio. That is what helped me in my healing process is I would go back through and listen to conversations and listen to laughter. And I just was, it just brought me right in that moment um, with them. But of course, everyone's different. My sister didn't want any audio. She said, don't send them to me. I can't hear it right now. But for me, I loved it. It just helped with my healing. Mm. I have I have a message from my aunt still, and I even have the last text message she ever sent me. Oh um, wow! But obviously, fifteen years ago, that stuff wasn't around. Right. I had an answering machine message from my mom that I had on the phone for the very longest time, but then the power went out and it erased it eventually. Oh. Um, but so now that we have that technology, I agree with you. Yeah. Document everything that you can document. Everything. 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 Literally, they're like, do you have your phone out again? Yes, I do. And, you know, you don't want to be morbid. And just it's because one day one of us won't be here. But (laughs) that can be in the back of your mind. But you may not want to say it. You know, that might bring the mood down a little bit. But I agree with you. Literally document everything. Get the recipes. Get the audios. Get Hear them laughing. Um, Anything that you can. You know what? Ask them about when they were young you know, or ask them because we like, again, we get caught up on, I got caught up in my life, like in my high school life, what I was doing was important. And I think that when I think about the things that my mom did that were empowering for me, Mm -hmm. she wanted me to be so much better than whatever she had in life. Right. Mm -hmm. So she was always saying, do this, do this, you can do this, you can do this. Yeah. So, um, and then I got into college and then I was sucked into the college life. And then I got married and I was sucked into married life. And then I had children and I was sucked into having children. And in retrospect, there's also that little bit of a big head where it was like, I can do things better than you did a mom. Right. Right. And right. So if she gave advice or whatever, I might have kind of tried to poo poo it. And I just wish that I had not done that. I wish I had really understood that she was really giving me the wisdom that she had learned over a lifetime, which. Yeah takes us 
to this point, I think, to understand that. I Absolutely. You're in your 40s and 50s, do you really realize that time is precious? Absolutely. People matter. Mm-hmm. Be in the moment. Absolutely. Be present and make memories with experiences and not stuff. Wow. You know? That was so good. So. That was so good. Wow. That's That's what I try to do now. That was so good. That's so good. I love the advice and that I don't even think you can top it. You can't top anything over that. You literally covered everything and I'm being serious because um, you, there's just nothing to add to that and just cherish the time that you have mm-hmm. with the people that you love the most. And today we're celebrating mothers for mother's day. Hey, listen, if your mother is still alive, hug her, give her an extra big, but even if there's differences, yeah. humble yourself, humble even yourself. Just even for if- the day, just for the day. Just for the day. day. Yes. Humble yourself to just maybe swallow your pride or maybe just maybe mom has done some things to hurt you, but just understand that she will not always be here and you will not always have the opportunity to be able to simply call your mom, which is, man, I just wish I can just call and just hear her on the other end. The other, you know, even if she says, Hey, I'm enjoying myself. I know she's enjoyed herself in heaven, which is what I was going to talk to you about in terms of there's the enemy is so clever in that he can cause you to start feeling sorry for like your mother. Like, man, I feel sorry for mom. And that's what I was going to say before I start choking up. Like, man, I I feel so sorry that she went through these things or it's so unfair. I just try not to utter the words. It's not unfair, you know, in anything in my life, because why not me? You know what I mean? When I had a diagnosis, well, why not? People are like, did you ask yourself why me? I said, why in the world would I do that? Why not me? Sin entered this world. We're, we are all, all affected by what transpired in sin and sickness and disease is all part of that. But what about the mother whose baby has cancer? What about, I've had, what about, you know, all of this, the, it's just anything. You can always find someone who has gone through situations that are, are more difficult or, or, um, we're just blessed, Lisa, heartbreaking. We're blessed. If your mother is here, love on her. Even if like Lisa said, it's just for the day, give her a call. Hey mom, I love you. Record her voice and, um, just cherish those moments. Lisa, final words. Give me some advice. Give my listeners and viewers some advice for this mother's day. Um, impart your wisdom on us dear i just feel like as far as moms are concerned there's always good and there's mm-hmm. always bad i mean you're yeah. like you said you're gonna have some people who have poor relationships with their parents and those who have amazing relationships with their parents regardless i remember having a fundamental issue with something that my mom was how she was doing something with my daughter and she's like but i did it all the time with you and my thing was you loved me and you did everything you could to the very best of your ability. And I right. believe that to be true for 99% of parents out there. Oh, I agree. They're not all great at it, but mm-hmm. they do it with their whole heart. And it might not be the best thing that they're doing, but it's with their heart, their whole heart, that they're doing the best that they can. And it's hard to recognize that. So if you haven't done it yet, sit back and think really hard. Like, do you think that your parent did such and such on purpose to put you in harm's way or Mm. for you in a particular way? Because they probably didn't. They were just probably doing the best that they could do at the time. So forgiveness, 
you know. Oh, wow. I was going to say that. Forgiveness. You got to let it go because yeah. they loved you. You love them. You can't change the past. We got to move forward and make the best out of the relationships that hopefully you still can make because we can't make them. You can't make a better. I mean, you had a great relationship. I had a pretty good relationship. Great too, but it just had it. Mm -hmm. Dynamics were different. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. But I would, I would love to be able to change that dynamic, you know? Yeah. And I can't, I don't have that opportunity. So if you have the opportunity, use the opportunity. And you have the opportunity with your daughter. Yes. And with your children, which is a, it's, it's kind of a, it's a big responsibility when you think of how we felt it, to me, it keeps me in check. Like, okay, that's where I can forgive you. Okay. You were kind of a little snarky when you said that I can let that go. I can not harp on things or try to do that. Or when they stiffen up and you see the body language change a little bit, it's just a little bit of a reminder that there's something that I said that he didn't receive very well. Mm -hmm. So let me stop. Let me backtrack. Let me maybe go back to him and say, Hey, listen, if I said something that bothered you, then I didn't mean it, but this is where I was going with that. You know, it just causes you to just reevaluate the relationships that you have, even with your children and, um, swallow our pride as moms say, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. This is why I said it. I still stand by what I said, but I should not have said it in that manner. Just really forgiveness being humble and love at the end of the day love on the people that uh, are in your life there tomorrow's not promised Amen. lisa thank you thank this was you. awesome i appreciate you so much happy mother's day to you my dear friend happy mother's day to you i hope you have the best day with your little people or big people now and i know spoil you that you deserve. I will let them. I will do the same. You do the same. Enjoy yourself and with all of your furry babies around there. Well, we're actually going to go visit my mother-in-law. So Very nice. Love on her. I will love on her. I will love on her. And this was our episode of the Call Me Camille podcast with Lisa Winkowski-Smith. Oh, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. Oh my word. Isn't Let's it, do this. Isn't like it funny I, how we could talk forever and we've known each other forever. And I haven't seen you in years. I know. In person. I know. I knew I was gonna get a bit choked up. I think we both did at certain points of this podcast, but the fact is is that we were blessed to have moms.